Yo, welcome to the first episode of Life is a Video Game Podcast. I'm super excited to get this show started. This show is going to be about giving you tips on how to level up your avatar, increase skill points, optimize performance, and unlock new levels of this video game. All right. Hopefully that all sounds good to you. And if it does, welcome to the episode The first episode is going to be talking about identity shifting. And identity shifting has to be the first episode of the podcast because it is essential for you to obtain your goals and unlocking the experiences that you want to have. And with this episode, we're going to talk about what exactly it is and how exactly you can go about doing it. All right, so let's just jump straight into it. What is identity shifting? Essentially, this is when you take on a new identity and you outgrow the one that you were previously attached to. And like I just mentioned, this is essential for unlocking experiences that you want or reaching whatever goal you want to obtain. How do you actually do it? What's the process like? So basically, you decide what it is that you want or what it is that you want to experience. And that's first off, you just have to get clarity on what you want. And once you really get clear on what you want, Then you have to ask yourself, who is the type of person that has these things, that has accomplished this stuff or that has experienced this? And what are they like? You know, what are the habits that they have? How do they act? How do they think? You really have to unravel this person like an onion. And then once you have unraveled this person and you really have gotten down to the core of it, then you just start to become that person. You start to be that person and you start to take on the characteristics of that person. You take on their daily habits, their thought forms, and you really start to embody this person. So let me give you some examples of this. So let's say that you want to look a certain way and you want to have a certain physique and you want to lose weight, right? So you have to think about it like this. The version of you that has already achieved that, that has already looks like that, You have to unravel them and you have to think, you know, what are they actually like? What are their habits? So habits that might be obvious are they are people who work out consistently. You know, they go to the gym, they lift weights, they're mindful and conscious about their nutrition and characteristics are their discipline. You know, they're committed, someone who puts their health and fitness first. So you think about it like, you know, with the ideal version of you who looks the way that you want, do you really think that they would skip out on the gym if they just don't feel like it, you know, for long periods of time? And, you know, the chances of them doing that are probably pretty slim, you know, it's probably pretty rare for them to do that. So now once you break down this character, you then have to start to embody this character, right? You have to behave as them. You have to take on their habits and their characteristics. And most importantly, this really is the most important part of it all. You have to start identifying as someone who exhibits these habits and characteristics. And I'm going to give you guys some examples of my own weight loss journey later on in the podcast. But I'll just let you think about it like this for right now. The actions don't necessarily matter. 
right? Like, yes, in the, to a certain degree to achieve your goals and to unlock the experiences that you want, you have to take certain actions, but they don't matter as much as the energy behind the action, you know, the intention behind the action, because why is it that some people can lose a certain amount of weight and keep it off and some people lose the weight, but they can't keep it off and they struggle and they go up and down with their weight. And this is really because the internal world has shifted. You know, the person who can keep the weight off is someone who has started identifying as someone with those habits versus somebody who just did the actions and, you know, ate a certain way for a certain period of time just to manipulate an outcome, but they didn't really change what was going on within themselves. And in that way, they can't sustain the results. Does that make sense? So to drive this point home even further and to further clarify, I actually want to share an example from the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. And you might have heard of this book. And yes, it is about habits, but the first section of the book, he actually talks about identity and how important your identity and how you identify is to maintaining and sustaining those habits. So I actually want to share an example that he gives in the book. And the example is of two people trying to resist or two people resisting a cigarette. And when offered one, the first guy says, no, thanks. I'm trying to quit. So basically his response is that he still believes he is a smoker and he's trying to quit. So essentially he's trying to change his behavior, but he's still carrying around the same beliefs about himself. And the second person says, no, thanks. I'm not a smoker. Do you feel the difference in that, dude? It's like smoking is no longer a part of who they are. It's no longer a part of their identity. It's just something that they did in the past, right? And so a quote that I really love from this section, I'll share it here. And the quote goes like this. It's one thing to say, I'm the type of person who wants this. It's another thing to say, I'm the type of person who is this. And I love that quote because it really drives that point home where it's not really about, you know, the habits that you do, but it's about how you start to identify. So that example of the two people resisting a cigarette actually reminds me of when I became a vegetarian. So when I became a vegetarian in February 2011, I basically used this concept of identity shifting and... I remember when people would offer me dishes that had meat in them, my response would be, oh no, I don't eat meat anymore. I'm a vegetarian. So it's so funny to me because it was like I had instantly disidentified myself as a meat eater and I started to identify myself as a vegetarian. And that was really the foundation for me sticking to becoming a vegetarian, right? Because it wasn't like, it was something that I was trying to do, right? Like my response to them wasn't, oh no, thanks, you know, I'm trying to quit meat because I want to be a vegetarian, right? It wasn't something that I was trying to do. It wasn't something that I was like, oh, I want to do this. It was something that I basically committed to and identified myself with. And I was like, no, nah, no thanks, you know, I don't eat meat anymore. I'm a vegetarian. So that was really the foundation of me sticking to it, like I said. And, you know, that's another good example of how when you start to identify with something, you really start to act in accordance with that belief. All right. So I want to bring up another book that I really love. And this book is The Godfather of Personal Development. 
Honestly, if you haven't read this book, you need to read this book. It's Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. I mean, if you've ever heard of the 21 days, like it takes 21 days to make a habit, um, that came from this book. And he is also the one who popularized the word self-image. So the author Maxwell Maltz is a plastic surgeon and what happened was after he did plastic surgery on people, he noticed that some of the people would walk away completely different, like totally different characters, personality changes, but some of them, they still walked away feeling as bad about themselves as they did before the plastic surgery. And some of his patients even claimed that there was no difference from before the surgery versus after, even though friends and family could see like radical changes in them, you know? So he was wondering, why is this? And what he had found was that the people who had experienced a radical change in themselves and in their personality, what happened was they had changed their self-image. They changed the way that they viewed themselves and their internal world had shifted positively. Whereas the other ones, they had no shift internally. They still viewed themselves exactly the same. And thus, the plastic surgery didn't help them. So it wasn't necessarily the action of having plastic surgery, but it was whether or not these people used it as an excuse to change their self-image or the way that they viewed themselves. And this actually reminds me of my own journey with weight loss. So when I originally started my weight loss journey, I started at 241 pounds and right now I'm sitting at around 145 pounds. But before I got here, I was stuck at around 190. So I had already lost a bunch of weight, right? I had already lost about 50 pounds. And while that had felt good initially, after a while, it really felt like nothing had changed. And that's mainly because I still felt like I was still that quote unquote big person. And I still had low self-esteem, lack confidence in myself. And this was really because it's not about losing the weight. You think it is, right? You think that once you arrive here and you get to the goal, for example, losing weight, then I'll be happy. But that's not the case. In the same way that for some of his patients, they had experienced no change in themselves after the plastic surgery and they have felt just as unhappy about themselves. It won't matter if you achieve the goal, right? If you lose the weight and get to how you look, unless you allow it to change how you see yourself internally, unless you allow it to change your self-image, the way you identify. I mean, have you guys ever seen like YouTube videos pop up in your recommended section? They have some titles that are similar to things like, I achieved everything I wanted and yet I'm still miserable. And that's exactly, it's exactly like that. It's like, it's not really about you getting to that end result. And you, like I said, you think it is, but it's not. The internal world has to shift first. Otherwise, if the internal world is not shifted, yeah, you might get to that goal, but the thing is that it won't be sustainable and you still won't be happy. Because even with me, when I had originally lost that 50 pounds, it was like, yeah, I got to 190 pounds and I lost 50 pounds, right? But I was sort of kind of struggling to keep the weight off because I would kind of gradually move back up and then I would come back down to 190 and I'd move back up. I kind of, for a couple of years, I was stuck between like 190 and 200. And like I said, this is really because my internal world hadn't shifted and I really didn't start to assume an identity of someone who was healthier and someone who was 
fitter and who liked enjoyed working out and all that stuff it was really something that I did at the time just to get an end result which like I said didn't make me any happier it was the internal world that had to shift all right so going back to the book he explains in the book that our mind operates in accordance with the cybernetic principle and the best example that I have heard of to explain this cybernetic principle is of a thermostat. So a thermostat is set to control the temperature of the room and let's say the door is open and a draft is coming in, you close the door and the thermostat detects this deviation and it gets the room back to the set temperature by turning on the heater and vice versa if it had gotten too hot in the room it would turn on the cooling system. So in the same way that the thermostat is set to be at and maintain a certain temperature, you will always act in accordance with the way you identify with the way you see yourself. All right, so I want to share one of my favorite stories from the book Psycho-Cybernetics, and it's actually taken from another book, and it's called Secrets of Successful Sailing. And the story is that there is essentially a salesman who makes $5,000 a year. And I would assume at the time the book was published, $5,000 was a good amount of money. So the story goes that he makes $5,000 a year, no matter what territory he was assigned to or how much commission he was being paid. And he was doing very well. So he was given a bigger territory and he still made $5,000. So the next year, the company increased commissions and guess what? He still made $5,000. And then he was assigned one of the poorest territories. Did he make less? No, he still made $5,000 that year. And the author of this particular book talked to the guy and what he realized was that it was his own evaluation of himself. The man basically saw himself as someone who made $5,000 a year. And so when he was in a poorer territory, he would work really hard. And when he was in a larger territory, he kind of just found excuses. Once that $5,000 was in sight, he found excuses to just coast along. And I love this story personally because it's such a great example of how our minds follow this cybernetic principle, how we always act in accordance with how we see ourselves. I mean, would you still partake in the activities that you do now or hang around certain people if you had saw yourself any differently? So an example from my own life is years ago, I had studied information technology networking. And after I graduated, I never got a tech job. I remember I went on one interview, literally one interview, and I probably applied to maybe a couple dozen jobs. But it's funny because... What's interesting about it to me now is that I would blame everything else. You know, I would say things like it's really hard to get in tech, which it is. Don't get me wrong. But I would just say, you know, it's really hard to get in tech. And I've been applying to all these jobs and it's not going to happen. But I can see now so clearly that the real reason why I couldn't switch careers at the time was because I didn't view myself as someone who was capable of switching careers, as someone who was capable of taking on greater responsibilities, as someone who was capable of continuously learning new concepts. And because I had these beliefs about myself, I unconsciously just didn't dedicate myself as much to applying for the jobs, to doing the interview prep to reworking or rewriting my resume or continuing my learning outside of school to add to my skills or working on my own projects that exemplified my skills. 
I mean, I realize now that these are all things that I could have done to improve the possibilities of landing a tech role, but I just didn't do them because of how I saw myself, because of how I identified. And I mean, to be quite frank with you all, I really didn't even dedicate myself that much to my schooling. It was like I went to school, but I don't feel like I actually learned anything because I didn't view myself as someone who was capable of learning new things. I think I graduated with like a 2.5 or something. It was like I barely made it through schooling. I wasn't confident in myself and my skills and what I went to school for. And so because I have viewed myself a certain way, like I said, I just didn't apply myself enough to make that career shift. So another example that I want to share is something that I see people do and admittedly I used to partake in this as well so don't get me wrong but it's when we share memes that are self-deprecating and just memes of us you know sort of talking about how we procrastinate we're not we're not able to finish tasks you know like I would share memes about my social anxiety which was something that I had struggled with you know. And I try really hard to be conscious now about the memes that I share because I realize what you're doing when you do that is you're strengthening the old identity. You're strengthening those old beliefs. And that's the exact identity and the exact beliefs that you're trying to outgrow. And the fact of the matter is this, you can't expect your level of output to change if your inner world has not changed. There can be no other way. Your inner world has to shift. You have to start strengthening new beliefs and a new identity and shift into that new identity for you to really change your level of output. So that's essentially it. Basically, identity shifting is you get clear on what you want. You figure out the type of person that has that thing that you want. And then you start to embody that person and you start to change the way you view yourself. You change your self-image. You change the way you identify. And when you start to change the way that you identify, the actions just follow, you know, the actions start to feel as effortless as you unconsciously self-sabotaging a career shift, right? Or as effortless as I simply don't eat meat anymore. So it really is simple, but it's not necessarily easy. And it can be extremely difficult, especially in the beginning. And the reason for this is because you are already identified and attached to the way you view yourself now. So your mind is already accustomed to a certain way of thinking and it's accustomed to a certain way of being. And so when you try to change this, it's going to feel extremely awkward. It's going to feel extremely uncomfortable. And it really is going to require you to step outside of your comfort zone and to stretch your current identity to become the person that you need to be. Because becoming the person that you need to be is basically you continuously stretching your identity. And The way you identify now, so your old identity, is going to try to get you to fall back in line and to re-identify with it again. So when you're going through this process, you might experience a lot of self-doubt and you might be second-guessing yourself and your actions and you might be thinking things like, is this really going to work out? Am I making a mistake? And this isn't who I am at all. And all this type of stuff is normal. All right, so here's my practical advice on outgrowing this old identity. Basically, what you need to do is you need to continuously reinforce the new identity and starve out the old identity. And one of the ways that I use to reinforce this new identity is journaling. Like journaling every single night, all right? 
every single night you want to write down all of your wins and everything that aligns to your new identity. You want to point it out. You want to focus on it because what you focus on expands. So for example, like with getting to a certain weight and looking a certain way, you want to focus on the things that you did that day. Like I stuck to my nutrition. I drank, you know, a certain amount of water. I went to the gym. And even though these actions might feel uncomfortable to you at first because it's sort of outside of your current identity and it's outside of your character, you want to focus on them and reinforce that you taking these actions is what is aligning to this new identity. So you might have heard of affirmations, right? And the reason why affirmations don't necessarily work is because your mind needs proof. So when you are continuously pointing out the things that you've done on a daily basis, your mind is getting that proof that you need like, oh, okay, I am starting to really become this type of person. You know what I mean? So you want to continuously focus on that and, and reinforce the new identity and focus on those habits that you're doing that reinforce that. So if you're trying to shift into somebody that's a more focused person, that's more disciplined person, you want to focus on the things that you did that day that align to that new belief system, right? So you want to say, hey, I focus on my work for an hour at this time period. Even if throughout the rest of the day, it didn't necessarily go the way that you wanted it to go and you weren't as focused as you wanted it to be, you don't really want to focus on that. You don't want to give that energy, right? You want to starve out that old identity and you want to focus on the stuff that's aligning to this new version of you. So saying things like, hey, I focused, you know, for this hour of this day and I'm really proud of that. And this shows that I'm really starting to become this type of person. So it's things like that that is really going to help you shift into this person. And it's not something that's going to happen overnight, right? Like I said, you can start identifying a certain way. But like I said, it's going to be difficult in the beginning because of how you are attached to old belief systems. So it's okay if you slip up, right? Just be patient with yourself and you just start to get back into the habit of aligning with this new character, right? It's going to take some time, but eventually the more you do these habits and the more you focus on these habits and you give those habits the energy and you expand on that, the more you really start to believe that you're becoming this new character. And eventually, like I said, it starts to feel effortless, you know, like for me with working out, It feels effortless, like it doesn't feel like something I have to force myself to do anymore. It just feels like it's a part of who I am, you know? So I get up every morning and then that's something that I do. And besides journaling, uh, I definitely recommend meditation as well. So with meditation, I feel like people think that meditation is, you know, just sitting quietly and peacefully and it's all about just shutting off your mind and not hearing anything, like not hearing any thoughts, right? And that's not really necessarily what meditation is, although it can be. But meditation is really just becoming aware of what's happening, becoming aware of what's going on in your mind, becoming aware of what's happening in your body, and really being aware of the present moment. So when you're meditating, you're not your thoughts. I don't want to get like too deep on this topic in this particular episode, but The idea is that you're becoming aware of your thoughts, right? So if you're thinking thoughts, who is the one that's listening to those thoughts? 
You know what I mean? And when you can start to see your thoughts from another perspective, from the perspective of the observer, from the perspective of the watcher, you'll start to realize that you're not actually the thoughts that float around in your head. Like all the thoughts that you have are basically programming that you got from your parents, from teachers, from society, and it's all a conditioned way of being. So you have to think about it like this, right? If you had grown up in a different state or a different country, if you had different friends, if you grew up in a different culture with a different perspective, would you still be the same person that you are now? No, right? Like the chances are you probably wouldn't be. But there really is an essence to you that has always remained unchanged throughout your life. And when you can start to see this more clearly and you start to see this more often, it becomes less of a struggle for you to sort of shift and do the things that you need to do or become the person that you need to become because you can more easily disidentify with certain thoughts and behaviors, right? You start to see that that is not necessarily who you are. They're just certain patterns and beliefs and programming, basically, like I said, from society. And I get that in the beginning, right? That's going to feel really uncomfortable. But like I said, when you really start to see those thoughts from a different perspective, from that place of the observer, you really start to, it really starts to become easier. And meditation is great also for when you're feeling these uncomfortable emotions that you're probably going to feel when you start to do this process, when you start to try to shift into a new identity because you're outside of your comfort zone, right? So you're going to be extremely uncomfortable. And meditation really helps with that because you can be aware of these emotions that you're feeling and sit with these emotions that you're feeling. And like I said, just be aware of them and allow them to come up. But don't necessarily attach yourself to these emotions, right? Watch these emotions from the perspective of the observer, right? You don't have to attach yourself to these emotions and identify with these emotions and allow these emotions to control you. Does that make sense? Like, When you start to meditate more, I think that it becomes easier and you don't like necessarily spiral into certain emotions as much and you won't spiral into certain thoughts as much. And I'm not saying that that will completely stop, but you really do start to see that you're not necessarily this, the character, right? You're not necessarily the character in the video game. You're the one holding the controller. So when you start to see that it becomes easier. All right, so that's essentially it. That is basically identity shifting. And to sum it up, you have to get clear on what it is that you want. And once you get clear on what it is that you want, you have to identify and break down the character of who you need to become, right? Who is the person that has achieved these things? And once you break that character down, then you have to start to embody that character and take on their characteristics, And once you do all of that, then you have to reinforce that new identity and starve out the old identity. And you can do this by journaling and meditation, right? You just want to keep focusing on all the things that align with the new character that you're becoming. So that's it. And I genuinely hope that you found this podcast valuable because I really put a lot of effort and research into this podcast. And I was just going back to all the things that I've learned and I was reflecting on how it has helped me. 
and I actually learned a lot about myself in the process of making this episode. So anyways, if you found this podcast beneficial, I would appreciate it only if you feel called to do so, to share it with your friends or family or anybody else that you might think that would also find it beneficial as it would help me grow. Also, if you want to reach out to me, you can message me at Parkour Coding on Instagram. I'll leave the handle to that in the show notes. All right, so this has been the Life is a Video Game podcast, and I really hope this episode has been of assistance to you in your journey and helping you unlock the next level. Cheers to making quantum leaps.